Good evening, Vancouver. It's the evening of May the 5th. Um, yeah, still going here with the COVID virus. Um, working uh, part-time from home. Um, anyways, the streets here in Crosstown, which is just adjacent here to the downtown east side, has never been worse. Just a disaster. Uh, it's pretty much scary to go out right now. Um, things have just uh, expanded beyond the downtown east side like no tomorrow. Um, I think some of it's due to COVID and some of the business closures, but um, yeah, it's a pretty scary time. But anyways, I'm going to play you uh, the Linda Steele show from May the 4th. And uh, yeah, very good show and enlightening on the uh, situation. So I uh, don't know how to use this very well, so I do apologize as I believe there's a, might be a commercial in here. But anyways, enjoy. But the crashes at speed are still a massive risk and lead to more deaths than any other type of behavior on the road. Yeah, and I see that there's more people driving now, and that probably means the police are out more often yeah. as well. So people have to get the message to slow down. I just hate the fact that some thieves are taking advantage of this pandemic. In my neighborhood, in Yale Town, there have been stores that have been broken into and graffiti and garbage thrown about. But it has been manageable, I guess. We haven't seen a huge spike. But for months, we've been talking to the folks who live in Crosstown. And that's sort of near Chinatown, near the edge of the downtown east side. They've been sounding the alarm for months about a rise in violence and bad behavior. And it's getting worse. I got an email from a Crosstown uh, resident named Sandra. She said after living in the area for 18 years, she's decided to leave. She said crime, violent crime, theft, drug use has gotten to the point where she doesn't even enjoy her home anymore. Security and break-in issues or an ongoing building, uh, issue in the building. Every morning she goes out for a walk. She sees at least one car that's been broken into. She said, I only recently decided to leave when I saw that we had to board up all the storefronts like there was a hurricane coming, but it's all because of theft. She said, I thought I actually don't need to live here. She said, the sad thing is this is a great area that's suffering from crime that's overflowing from surrounding areas. And she ended it by saying there really needs to be some sort of authority down here. Well, we have another Crosstown resident on the line. Tammy Kayla is joining us. And thank you for doing this, Tammy. That's no problem. What have you seen in terms of violence in your neighborhood? Um, it's a scary area because sometimes I walk to work, not right now, but when I walk to work early in the morning, I've had issues of having people that are obviously strung out, you know, tell me not to come in their area, like their corner. Um, I've had it where I've had someone that was throwing a needle and you're just not sure what will happen. And someone like me who has to walk to work, I don't really have a choice when I'm going out in the morning. And I, see, I find the morning is much worse than the night, and I, I don't go out at night on my own anymore because I just worry too much about somebody acting irrational. Do you just kind of feel like it's edgier, that there's attention in the air right now? There is. There's definitely more of an edge. And like near Livingston Park, there's a lot more drug use right now than there normally is. And it could be because down the elementary closed and they're expanding, but that park has become a terrible sight. There's people drinking, doing drugs all in there now. 
Yeah, we're hearing that not as many people are using Insight, uh, so that may be part of the problem. I don't know why they're not going there, but we're hearing from a lot of residents that there's just open drug use, that there's even human feces around the neighborhood. Are you seeing that? Yes, yeah, I've seen it. We've, I had one, like just outside our building, um, we had people in the corner doing drugs, so I like, I usually just walk straight down the front just to the side just to be sure. And I've had to walk around before where I turn in. They just, we've, I've walked outside and need, see needles right in front of the front of the door. And yeah, there's human feces in a fair amount around, around here right now. And it smells like urine. I hate to say that, but sometimes it smells like urine. Oh man. I know we've heard stories about racist graffiti at the Chinese Cultural Center. What's your concern? Do you feel like there's no deterrent right now? Why do these people feel more open to either breaking into cars or just open drug use and leaving their debris around? Well, I think in part it's because there is no enforcement and I feel like they realize that. Part of it also might be that they don't have anywhere else to go and they're desperate, so they, I guess, don't use the social norms. And I mean, I wouldn't approach any of them. Um, and I find that if you do approach them. I've seen like my husband has said something and he'll, they'll like be threatening in your face. There's not much we can do. You can call the police. It doesn't seem like they can do much. So it, it feels like it's free for all. What about the police? Do you see them patrolling around more often? Walking oh, I, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, when I drove near Hastings the other day and there seemed to be a police, I saw police out there and they seemed to be there, but just the, the amount of police compared to the amount of homeless and drug addicts is not enough. So what would you like to see? Uh, I guess I just essentially the, the laws enforced or some cleanup because I I mean I'll be honest I my husband will never move but for me at times has thought that it would be nice to not have to worry about what you're going to walk out to your front door especially when it's the price of property in the city so I, I just don't think that we should have to deal with someone shooting up right in front of your house. Do you get the sense that uh, maybe it's a situation with repeat offenders or these people dealing strictly with addiction or maybe mental health issues? I mean, it's probably a combination. I, it is the same people. You do you do find that you run in and you see these same people over and over again. And with the cars, I mean, it was breaking. There aren't a lot of cars here, but if you right now, if you were to park your car on the street here, you're really risking the chance it's going to be broken into the next day are the same for sure. Because it seems to me that a lot of people feel there are no consequences, that the people who are responsible for the crimes are maybe getting picked up again and then they're kind of back out on the street and then they're doing another crime and then they get picked up again. It must be very frustrating, not just for residents, but for the police as well. Yeah, and that's, that's part of the problem is that someone gets kicked out of the mall or arrested, they're just back out within hours or so it doesn't, nothing changes because they know there's no consequences for their actions. Do you feel that it would be a benefit if there was more of a community patrol, if police were more visible, just walking in the neighborhood, maybe stopping in at a store that's open, checking to make sure everything is okay? I think that would, that would, that would definitely help. I mean, I know that this, I've seen just shopping, I, because of the social distancing, I mean, I think security guards being yelled at, and I don't really like to go shopping at like the London Drugs or that area, the um, Woodward's area, because 
of what they're what you're dealing with how rude people are in your face they are so maybe if there was more police presence some authority to calm people down because there's not much we can do and there's not much security you can do you kick them out they come back do you have a sense that no one's really listening that crosstown has been saying residents have been saying for months we were talking about this last year and it feels like the situation if anything is getting worse oh it definitely is getting worse i feel like no one is listening i feel like there's a lot of empathy for the addicts and for the community but there's not a lot of empathy for all of us who live here who literally like i said every day in your front walking out your front door not knowing what people are going to walk, whether you're going to walk out of whether you're going to walk out of drugs or threatening your life. You just don't know what you're going to get on a day-to-day basis when you leave your house. That must be terrible. That's your neighborhood. That's where you live, and you said you walk to work in the area. How does it feel to, to not feel safe in your own community? It's, it's really hard, especially because when I first moved here, I never I never worried. I would go out at night. I'm, I, I I do yoga classes, I do a lot in the community, I'm very out and about, and I never worry, but I found in the last year, I am very much more careful, or I'll like grab a cab, or I'll, I'll just, or I'll, I just won't go out as much, or, I'm there, or I'll avoid certain streets, because, in certain areas, because I just don't want to run into that, and I don't go late at night by myself, like, unless it's a Saturday night, and it's going to be busy, I wouldn't go out by myself anymore, and that was not an issue a couple of years ago. Well, listen, I'm sorry you're dealing with this, and we wanted to give you a platform to talk about it because I feel like somebody needs to listen, whether it's the city, the police, the courts, the province, I don't know. It feels like something has to be done. There has to be a directed approach to stamping out whatever's going on in Crosstown and Chinatown and downtown and even the downtown east side. So, Tammy, I hope things get better for you, and thank you so much for talking to us. Thank you for having me. Uh, we've got Al from Vancouver on the line who says he has a simple solution. What is it, Al? Well, they should implement the three-strike rule. Uh, three times and you get a minimum five-year sentence. Some of these guys have uh, records, I mean, as long as you're armed. They, I don't know how many police officers I've spoken to, and they all tell me the same thing. By the time they finish writing their report, they're out. So it doesn't matter how many police officers you have on the street arresting these guys, they're out doing the same crime. For every time they get caught, they probably commit 100 crimes. So, well, or maybe there needs to be some sort of alternative court system for people who might be dealing with addiction or mental health issues, if they can identify the kind of chronic repeat offenders and put them through a different program where they can actually get help for whatever it is that's causing them to do what they're doing versus the revolving door of arresting them, the courts, and then throwing them back on the street. Well, you know, something. I don't think these people give a damn. Uh, sure, they'll go through their uh, uh, system to uh, get off the drugs for a while, but they're back at it. I work in I work in construction down uh, in the downtown east side. It's a disaster. Just like that lady said, we get broken into every practically every day. It's ridiculous. You know, it's weird because we've talked to people who live in the downtown area, Crosstown, downtown east side, Chinatown, Strathcona, those areas, saying that crime. Of 
feels like it's up. It feels more edgy, more violent, more break and enters. Uh, shopkeepers being attacked. We talked to the head of the Downtown Vancouver Business Improvement Association. He sounded almost distraught saying they've been sounding the alarm. They're not getting any extra support from the province or, or whoever. And yet overall, it seems the crime is down so it's an interesting conundrum we did reach out to the public safety minister uh, mike farnworth and he was not available to talk to us so now we're going to talk to a former public safety minister the former west vancouver police chief who's now a consultant on public safety and drug policy cash heed is joining us good afternoon cash good afternoon linda well what do you think needs to be done when businesses and homeowners are feeling unsafe well, first of all, we've got to make sure that we have the right approaches to not only deal with the actual crime that's being committed by mostly prolific offenders, but deal with the fear of crime. And where uh, police need to look at others to assist them, and that's the fear of crime. So the rhetoric that's out there right now that's been spewed by various uh, people, various organizations on the actual uh, feeling, the environment that they're experiencing right now has to be dealt with regardless. And I think police agencies have to focus their efforts on that. We need government to be involved, the provincial government to be involved, again, to be part of the partnership that's required to deliver policing in this unknown environment we're in right now. Why isn't there more a focus on community policing? I've seen well, it in other cities. Vancouver's never really done that. Well, we've tried various experiments with respect to this particular era of policing. We've gone through several eras of policing here in uh, Vancouver and elsewhere in North America, and we've seen be stalled under community policing. I think part of the problem, Linda, is that we're not looking at what's embedded in community policing. There should be no other way of delivering a police service through any other venture except community policing. And, and part of what's embedded in that is problem solving, known as problem-oriented policing. And whatever era of policing we're in, this is something that we have to work with our partners on. We need stakeholders that are involved in not only ensuring that services are delivered, but in fact dealing with the issues that we're alluding to, the fear of crime in these particular areas. We've got an ongoing uh, drug problem in Vancouver. We've had some failed experiments trying to fix this. We're still not there right now. And I'll tell you, the police, the Vancouver police cannot do it on their own. They need the assistance from all of these other stakeholders that could make a difference in what we're experiencing right now. Are you talking about the courts? Absolutely. The courts uh, have faced a lot of criticism over the years of us trying to deal with our problems, our prolific and chronic offenders. We've had, again, uh, some failed experimentation in trying to deal with it in a different fashion, such as the community courts, which was a high-cost venture here in Vancouver with very, very limited results. There's other aspects of success that has happened in dealing with not only drug addicted individuals through the drug treatment court but prolific offenders through uh, such uh, uh, agencies that will deal with their chronic experience whether it's a drug addiction or some type of other problem that they have Linda, at the end of the day, we may just have to jail these people, incapacitate them for a period of time, because that's when we've seen even when we focus on them, where our crime rates have come down in specific areas, for example, in property crimes. 
Vancouver police have been very assertive in their effort to deal with it, especially around the business district in Vancouver and elsewhere on these commercial burglaries. I think getting those people locked up in jail for a period of time are going to help with the problem because we've spent a lot of money on trying to rehabilitate them and we haven't done a very good job. Yeah, a lot of people would agree with you. Cash Heed, really interesting conversation. Thank you for joining us. Hey, a heads up for anybody who's riding the bus, June 1st. So, everybody, that is uh, the uh, Linda Steele show. And um, uh, talking about the downtown east side, cross town, and all the uh, various issues. Um, so anyways, um, it is a, an absolute disaster and from my personal perspective, um, some type of, uh, public, uh, emergency, um, act should be enacted by the, uh, federal government here and, uh, and clean up the area. I mean, um, we've got a disaster sitting there and, uh, it's not good with this, uh, COVID-19 and, uh, Definitely not good if we end up going through a second wave. But anyways, Vancouverites, uh, stay safe and have a good night and uh, take care. Sweet dreams.